Hi, everybody. I'm Joshua Danziger. And I'm Ethan Canfield. Today is Saturday, March 12th, 2022. And this is The Young Perspective, where we talk about America's biggest political and social dilemmas from the eyes of two high schoolers. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of The Young Perspective. Today, we're talking about quite the pressing issue in the United States that I've noticed as I uh, am 16 years old. And earlier this year, I got my driver's license. And now I fill up gas every once in a while. And the last time I headed to the, to the, to the gas station, I noticed that my bill was absurdly high. And that's a trend that a lot of Americans are feeling. Earlier this week, uh, I, we were in California and I noticed that one of the gas stations, the gas was six bucks a gallon. Yeah. Six crazy, bucks a I gallon. Know. And, and this is, you know, this is, this is a California trend and a national trend. The California current average is $5 and 72 cents a gallon. This is compared to a year ago where the average was $3 and 78 cents. That's almost $2 increase in average of, from a year ago in California. Right. And we have on the national scale right now, Today, the average is $4.32. Only a week ago, it was $3.83, 50 cents less. That is a huge jump in just one week. That would be a big jump over a year. But in one week, to go up to increase 50 cents, that is absurd. And a year ago, it was even less, $2.82. So the the oil prices on the national scale are just increasing and increasing. And it's not just on the national scale, it's on a global scale. The oil prices were actually pretty low. This is because there was a price war for oil between Russia and Saudi Arabia. They were both producing a ton of oil. They wanted to be the, the main oil producer and make the most money, get the most contracts to sell their oil. So, so Russia and Saudi Arabia were each trying to sell cheaper and cheaper oil to outcompete, you know, the other. This caused a lot of supply globally, causing prices to go down globally. This also caused other drillers who couldn't sell their, their oil for that much, for that little money. They didn't want to sell at such low prices to compete with the Russians and the Saudi Arabians. But when, when they did sell at that low prices, at such low prices, they couldn't make a lot of money. So they couldn't make money either way. They couldn't compete. So a lot of these other oil drillers globally shut down their offer operations because they couldn't be profitable. Right. Uh, and now if we shift a little bit forward to the start of the pandemic, everyone has just stopped buying oil, Right. We're locked in our houses. We're in quarantine. We have nowhere to go. Because we have nowhere to go, we're not using our cars and we're not using oil. And so the demand for oil has now dropped drastically, meaning that uh, the prices are decreasing uh, and that the oil companies are now going to have to, uh, had to stop producing as much uh, oil so they, could, so they wouldn't lose a lot of money. And now on a global scale, we see lots of companies, you know, producing less oil than they usually did. Uh, and there's not as much oil production as we usually see. And the prices are lower. So I actually read a statistic that was kind of shocking. In 2020, the global oil usage dropped by 3%. And that doesn't, to me, it didn't sound that much. But uh, what I read is that globally, we hadn't dropped usage by more than 3% since the end of World War II. Wow. So that in 2020, that's how significant the, you know, the decrease in demand for oil was. Prices, again, dropped because it decreased in demand. People, uh, companies stopped drilling as much. 
Um, but then if we shift to today, things are getting back to normal, right? Uh, quarantine restrictions are being lifted. People are allowed to go out. Uh, and so now people are trying to just go wherever they can. They're driving places. They're going places. Last summer, Americans took more road trips than ever before. Uh, and so people are using their cars uh, more than they ever really have because they're just so happy to be able to go out in public. And because of this, oil price, uh, the demand for oil has skyrocketed, right? The demand used to be uh, at the start of the pandemic very low, and now it's very high. And oil companies basically had to deal with this overnight, and they weren't able to keep up with the massive demand. So because of that, oil prices went up. They did go up incrementally over, let's say, a year since the world has started opening up over COVID, but they only started skyrocketing in the past two or three weeks. And that's because of the Russian invasion of the Ukraine. So as we know, Russia is invading Ukraine or doing what they call a special military operations, in quote. Um, they're trying to take over Ukraine um, for whatever reason. But Russia is the world's third largest oil producer. And what does that mean? That means that the international community who wants to stop Russia has put all these sanctions on Russia. And some of the sanctions restrict Russian oil from being bought by the international community, which means we get less oil globally from Russia. There's less global oil to go around. Decreasing supply with a stagnant amount of demand, that's really troublesome. Uh, because of this, Biden decided that he wasn't going to buy for, uh, buy oil from Russia anymore. He wanted to place sanctions um, on Russia, uh, and one of these forms was sanctions on oil. And so he made this executive order. Um, it passed uh, overwhelmingly in the House, 414 votes to 17, uh, 414 yeses to 17 noes. Uh, and now it's going to the Senate, which will probably pass as well. And so, uh, and so now the U.S. and actually other countries as well are not buying oil from Russia. Uh, and because of this, we now have a hole in our oil system that used to be filled with Russia's oil, and now we need to fill somewhere else. Now, it was only about 3% of our you know, total oil usage that came from Russia, so it's not that impactful, but because Russia supplies, uh, supplies thir the, is the third largest oil producer on a global scale, that oil isn't going to other countries, and because it's not, because it's not going to other countries, that's affecting the whole, the whole system as, uh, you know, as a whole. Because Russia is actually the third largest oil producer uh, in a global scale, this means that other countries that buy more, uh, buy, more, buy more oil from Russia are not able to get the oil that they need. And so they're taking oil now from suppliers that the U.S. usually gets from, uh, which makes it now much harder for us to get oil, which is now the reason why you're seeing those massive price increases at the pump. So... What does this look like for the average American? Well, it looks like price increases at the pump by two, three, four dollars. You know, in some rare cases, up to four dollars. And if you are a blue-collar worker where driving is your job, that's a big deal. If you're a trucking company and you're, you know, you're sending hundred trucks or a thousand miles a week, that's, you know, and the price of gas has doubled. Your your profit margins are way down. And your, and, your, and your costs are way up. What does this also mean? That if you're the trucking company, you're going to pass these costs on to the retailer who is using you, who is then going to pass these costs on to the consumer. What is this? This is total market inflation, right? Because the price of everything goes up and, and that puts, puts stress on the whole economy, which is bad for the economy. What does this also mean? That means as people pay more for gas at the pump, 
they have less money to go around for, you know, to, to, to unnecessary items, um, for, you know, for, for healthcare, for basic necessities. So, you know, and, and for other things that may, may not be necessities, people are spending that money instead of the pump. That means the, the, the less cash injected into the economy, it's not so good for the economy. So right now we see ourselves in a situation where our third largest oil producer globally is now being practically shut off. Also, and also we see ourselves in a situation where on a global scale, producers are not producing as much as they did uh, a few years ago because of the pandemic, because, of, uh, because they had to stop producing as much. And we see, you know, smaller drillers um, also had to, you know, stop producing as much oil because of those price wars between Russia and Saudi Arabia. So all these factors kind of built up and are now exploding at the pump that you see right now. What, so what can the U.S. actually do and the rest of the world do to decrease their oil prices? So OPEC, which is the organization for, uh, of the petroleum exporting countries, you know, the largest oil producing organization around the world that works together with multiple countries to you know, oversee oil transports around the world, they've been working hard to increase the amount of crude oil that's being produced uh, to fill this hole that we see right now. Um, and this is being seen in the countries like the UAE. They've reached out to the US to try uh, and increase oil production. They want to supply more, uh, more oil for us. That might work. Um, it might not, you know, we're talking about millions of barrels of oil that we need to be filled per day, um, while the UAE, you know, only produces, you know, a few hundred thousand per day. So it's not easy to recover such a loss. Another option for Americans is Venezuela. Back in the 90s, Venezuela was one of the world's largest oil producers. They gave a lot of oil to, uh, to America and the global community. However, um, as they had some bad dictators and rulers, the global community put sanctions on, on, on Venezuela. So in the 90s, Venezuela at its peak produced about 3 million barrels of oil a day. And then because of all those sanctions, um, but Venezuela didn't have as many people to sell it to. So they, they dropped that back to 800,000 barrels of oil a day. But U.S., is considering lifting some sanctions on Venezuela so they can purchase oil from Venezuela to fill that gap that, that, that Russia has left. You know, another benefit that the U.S. has for buying Venezuelan oil is that recently Venezuela has been relying on countries like Russia and China to help them get out of this economic uh, this economic rut that they found themselves in because of these sanctions. Um, and so if they bought oil from Venezuela and lifted these sanctions, they would actually be kind of steering Venezuela away from China and Russia, you know, their enemies, uh, and more into U.S. hands, which is beneficial for them, uh, for democracy and uh, for their interests, you know, on a global scale. But critics, this may be true, and we may be able to, let's say, make Venezuela more democratic. Critics say that that is likely not to happen and that it is not right for the United States to turn from one dictator being Vladimir Putin to another dictator, Nicolas Maduro, for oil. And this is a fair point. It doesn't make sense on a moral or uh, it doesn't make sense on a moral level to just go from one dictator to another. Um, however, the U.S. needs oil, right? Honest America, you know, Americans can't pay this much money, double their prices for oil every day. They need, uh, you know, we need to lower these prices. And so we see ourselves in a situation where everyone around the earth is being affected by something. So in conclusion, 
we probably won't see prices decrease until global supply increases, whether that supply comes from the, the UAE or Venezuela or maybe Russia. Maybe we, op- we, you know, we drop the sanctions. Maybe the war in Ukraine turns out unexpectedly and the sanctions are dropped um, and, and global supply increases, meaning prices go down. We'll only have to wait and see. We want to thank you all for listening to another episode of The Young Perspective. Uh, make sure to check us out on our Instagram, the underscore young underscore perspective, or you can check out our website, theyoungperspective.net. Again, thank you for listening. And remember, this was The Young Perspective.